It's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. Do you know, I think I might say this every week. Then again, I'm not sure I do. God, the year's flying, isn't it? Here we are taking a look at October 23rd until 27th in music history. We're going to get through this week, time travel style, in less than 10 minutes. Really grim stuff from 1980 and a bloke called Mark Chapman. Chapman was now totally gripped by his obsession and was preparing to express his hatred in action. In 1977, what a cocktail of drugs and trouble for Rolling Stone, Keith Richards. Getting in is easy, getting out is difficult. You know, it took me a while. And in 2004, Steve Jobs unveils the U2 iPod. So this is the U2 iPod. Now there's a few things that come with the U2 iPod. (gasps) Is it a poster? We'll start with that really grim story, actually, from 1980, when Mark Chapman quits his job as security guard and signs out for the very last time. Instead of doing what, he did what? On the last day that he worked, in the log sheet where he signed in, he uh, instead of signing his regular name, he signed uh, John Lennon. What day was that? October 23rd. Chapman was now totally gripped by his obsession and was preparing to express his hatred in action. Four days later, he bought a .38 Charter Arms special handgun. By December of 1980, he will have carried out something so heinous that I still can't believe it all these years later that it was done. In 1995, this week, Def Leppard gave themselves a place in the Guinness Book of World Records by playing three gigs in three continents in 24 hours. They did Tangier, London and Vancouver. Busy old time then. We're actually, we're looking forward to it. It's, it's a challenge and it's, it, nobody's ever done this before. So, you know, somebody's got somebody's to do it for the first time. Why not? It'd be us. We always like, you know, breaking barriers and, you know, the Guinness Book of Records are, are on hand. If it, if it puts us in there, that's all right with us. In 1977, Rolling Stone Keith Richards was fined £205 after admitting having cannabis Chinese heroin, Mandrax tablets and a revolver at his home in London. Later that evening, (laughs) he and his girlfriend, Anita Pallenberg, accidentally set fire to their hotel room. Drugs, uh, it's taken its toll on us, you know, the road work. And these guys are older and they're all together. And uh, he said, how do you do this, man? What's the secret? You know, well, you take one of these, you smoke a little of that. Ah, the penny drops, you know. Getting in is easy, getting out is difficult. You know, it took me a while. This week in music history, a week in less than 10 minutes. This week in 1998, former Stone Roses lead singer Ian Brown was jailed for four months after being found guilty of very disorderly behaviour during a flight from Paris to Manchester. And the former lead singer of the Manchester band The Stone Roses starts a four-month prison sentence tonight after being found guilty of using threatening behaviour towards an air stewardess and to the captain on a British Airways flight. The court heard how Brown had told air stewardess Christine Cooper that he'd chop off her hands after she'd gestured towards him, offering him duty-free goods. She'd apologised, but he'd continued to be aggressive and threatened her. 
Later, he'd approach the flight deck, banging on the door. Way back in 1964, on October 25th, the Rolling Stones appeared for the very first time on The Ed Sullivan Show. This was big. This was coast to coast. This was nationwide television. Live from New York, it's The Ed Sullivan Show. The Rolling Stones. In 2014 this week, Jack Bruce, best known for being one-third of Cream, died. Liver disease. He was 71 years of age. Bruce played bass, sang and was pretty much the main man in the band. Of course, there was Ginger Baker on drums and Eric Clapton on guitar and vocals too. But did you know that Jack Bruce was actually a communist in the UK? Uh, yeah, very much so, yes. I was brought up, uh, I'm, a, I'm a sort of lapsed communist. <laughs> I think their communism was it was a kind of uh, a replacement for religion, you know. They really wanted to make a difference in the world. We all loved Uncle Joe, you know. Right. When, when it turned out that Uncle Joe was the demon, my mother cried. Stalin was unmasked as a, as, as a terrible man. Yeah. And she didn't want to believe that. She didn't want to believe it. My father never believed it. Or if he did believe it, he said it doesn't matter. So he remained, uh, he remained faithful till the end of his days. This week in 1965, the Queen over the water invested the Beatles, gave them their MBEs at Buckingham Palace. Apparently, the boys were so nervous they smoked some dope in one of the palace bathrooms to calm their nerves before meeting the Queen. The boys who invented hair, the Beatles. Fresh from an audience with the Queen, they hold medals, indicating they have been made members of the most excellent order of the British Empire. The original announcement caused a minor uproar. A couple of MBEs returned their medals, but the raucous foursome accepted the honour quietly. That's more than you can say for the fans who stormed the palace gates. They made the state walls shiver with their moans and cries for the heroes. This week in 2004, Apple and U2, the love-in had started. So we had the new U2 iPod, 5,000 songs, a red click wheel and custom engraving of the U2 band member signatures on the back. So this is the U2 iPod. Now there's a few things that come with the U2 iPod. The first one is a wonderful poster of the band, uh, and on the back, Bono's written a really nice message. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. After releasing the single, an album born to run this week in 1975, Bruce Springsteen was on the front of both Time and Newsweek magazines in the United States, something he thought should allow him to meet Elvis. Jumped over the wall, and a security guy came out of the bushes <laughs> and he said, Dick, can I help you? I said, yes, yeah, is, is, is Elvis, is Elvis here? Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, Elvis is in Las Vegas. I generally don't like to do this, but Bruce Springsteen was here. <laughs> and he may not know who that is, but I was just on the cover of Time and Newsweek. Finally, this week in 2016, a letter that John Lennon wrote to the Queen explaining why he was returning his MBE was found tucked in a record sleeve from a £10 car boot sale. The bloke who spent 10 quid on the record had the letter valued and it was worth about €60,000. That's a good investment. But why did John give back his MBE? As a protest against violence and war, especially Britain's involvement in Biafra, I was going to send the MBE back anyway. I could have done it privately, but the press would have found out anyway. He would have been here a week later instead. Less impact. And that is a look at This Week in Music History from October 23rd until October 27th. My name is Marty Miller. 
Thanks for checking it out. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast.